MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Off and running. Welcome in. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Mitch Moss along with Paulie Howard live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Fun three hours lined up. Matt Eumann's on the program in 45 minutes. His approach to betting the NFL in week number 18. Adam Chernoff on the program as well a little bit later on. And I think he's uh, going to approach it with a uh, very careful uh, attack this week. Maybe not getting uh, in over his skis and go, go getting in on too many games. We'll talk to him coming up in a few hours. Uh, to recap, last night's Monday night game, Paulie, to begin the show here today. Well, the Steelers are still live. They, they did what they had to do last night by winning the game. Uh, they covered any number that was out there for our, the entire week. When the Browns opened at 3.5, it flipped the other way completely. And it was a pretty bad game. I mean, Mayfield was awful. And Big Ben had 24 completions for, what, 123 yards how many times are we going to see this? Just Well, I guess not many more because his career is pretty much over with. But it's a third and four. He drops back. He looks around, and he throws it maybe behind the line of scrimmage. It's been the story of the season, I think, this year for the Steelers. I couldn't believe the first half. He had 34 attempts for 96 yards. Yeah. <laughs> first time in 50 years, 40 years that's happened, right? Oh, oh, it's a great organization, no doubt. They send Ben, down, ben out a winner. Uh, they've owned the Browns at home. He's owned the Browns 26-3-1 now in his career. They It's 18 years in a row, 500 or better, with the win last night. But you said it, and it's been the story for months now. Mayfield hurt. Mayfield struggles. Why they never put Keenum in, I'll never know. Going back for two months now. I, I still can say it because I can't prove it. I'm confident they make the playoffs if they would have said, you're not playing unless you're close to 100%. And then Riddick losing his mind last night repeatedly, which I don't blame him. Again, Chubb not on the field, and Chubb can't get carries. You come out in the first half, and you run the ball nine times against a team that's horrendous against the run. Mm-hmm. I mean, throw, throw, throw. I mean, what, what was Stefanski doing? Even Peyton Manning called him out last night. I mean, that, that's two games in a row now. After in, in light of what happened on Christmas, then you still come out. Nah, nah, we're throwing the ball. I, I got to be honest I mean, what you said. Oh. I, I, I have to uh, give you some resistance to that. I don't know if they make the playoffs with Case Keenum. Their head co- he was the coach oh. of the year last year. He was a disaster this year down the stretch with the play calling and in, in being in charge of what yeah. they're doing out there when they have the ball on offense. I mean, you can't, you can't operate like that. Peyton Manning on the broadcast last night said, somebody explain to me what's going on right now with no Chubb. Is he on? Can somebody show me the injury report is what he said. And he's, he's spot on with that. Yep. 
And that's what everybody was wondering down the stretch on Christmas Day against the Packers. Where's Chubb? Where's the running game? Yep. Why are you throwing that bum at quarterback right now? <laughs> Top five rushing attack against a team that's horrendous against the run. Pass, 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 pass. With a banged up quarterback. I mean, it, it just it, and there doesn't it make a lot of sense. Well, you missed the playoffs 18 of the last 19 years. So the feel-good story last year, and so close right there against the Chiefs with a chance to go to the AFC title game. And then they had the close game in week one against them. So we knew they were eliminated going in, but what a, what a disappointing year for the Browns. My God, mm-hmm. everything. I mean, how about Clowney throwing the shoe? I guess, my, should that be a penalty? I don't know. But what are you doing? You're going to get off the field. Who throws a shoe? Right. He just he chucks the shoe. And it just, well, that, that it was guy, that kind of year for him. And Michael Lombardi here on VEASAN, he's been all over this now for many years, calling Clowney completely overrated. He never plays, and when he does, people just get, you know, that he makes one play during a game, and that takes off on social media. You think that he's this wonder kid, and he's not. On the flip side, you have an absolute monster on defense, T.J. Watt, and what he is doing, oh. he could set the all-time sack record, and he's missed two games this year. Yes. That's incredible. He yeah. almost said it. So last night, if you consider this for a second, right, T.J. Watt played in his 14th game last night. He almost set the record in 14 games. So when he plays this week, he's got, what, one and a half to go to beat Strahan? Needs one and a half one to One and a half him. to beat him? Right. So he'll do that. I'm guessing he's going to, he, that record's going to go down. I'm, I think that record's going to fall. And so then if it does, he's going to do it in 15 games. Incredible. Yep. That's the other thing. You allowed nine sacks. Little help? <sighs> Little help there on the O-line? Supposed to have, you, you were know. Put, double what? I mean, that's just, it was, it was ridiculous. It was stealing. You're, I want to see what the adjusted props, what the line move is now. With We were talking about that on the air at Foxwoods, where he was like 12-1 to 1 to break Strahan's record. And then he goes crazy last night. Mm-hmm. And he can do this even though he missed time, as you pointed out. Yeah, yeah. But uh, on the flip side now, there's at least life for the Steelers. It's dumb and dumber. So you're telling me there's a chance. I love this. This is great. I mean, this this Sunday night scenario, if the Steelers win and beat Baltimore and then the Colts somehow lose to Jacksonville, this is so good. This is what I want for – I got my crystal. I got Jake Fromm in that game. Mm-hmm. made 20 yards. I want them to – to, to tie on Sunday night, and then I'll tell you, I'm good for the next four years on yeah. Christmas. I'm yeah. good. I mean, this would, this, number one, it would break Twitter. Number two, I would love to see it. And number two, how could you get mad at either team? No, you couldn't. You can't. No. Both teams are, if the Colts lose and the Steelers win, both teams are in Sunday night with a tie. Why not a gentleman's agreement? Sure. Go out there at the coin flip, right? Shake hands, say, no, this is going to be a double forfeit. We're tying the game. We're not going to play. Because we both want to make the playoffs. And by the way, people are gonna would scream holy hell. I got news for you. How could you? That goes out the window after what the Eagles did last year in week 17. Yes. Zero integrity out, yep. of, out of that team. Good for you. So and the Good league point. was okay with it. So guess what? I, I hope they go out there and tie if that breaks down. I'm actually kind of going to be I let well, I have Colts future tickets. So I don't want to lose those. That's but part of me almost wants that team to lose just to go into Sunday night with that small little glimmer of hope that we could end in a tie. If it's if it's tied late, why not? Mike Florio wrote about this. Don't expect any type of deal between the two teams that would entail sixty minutes worth of or seventy minutes worth of victory formation aimed at engineering a tie. The league office prohibits such efforts to undermine the integrity of the game, and there surely would be hell to pay if it looked like the teams were deemed to be uh, colluding to ensure mutual playoff appearances. Goodell could impose a double forfeit. Which would keep them out of the postseason. Oh, no. He writes. Give me. Well, the other thing is it's a Sunday night game. If it was on a su- Sunday afternoon going against a who knows what would happen. But the whole, the, the whole world's watching, tuning in, winning in. And it's like, okay, it's happened before. 
I think it was the 82 World Cup. Bruce, hey, Bruce, Bruce told me about that. They played they played patty cake at midfield for because they both weren't in with a with a draw and they did nothing. They, the two teams in soccer. Is that right? And the, I think it was the 82 oh. World Cup. Germany and somebody. I know somebody could help us out. But it's like, of course the Colts aren't going to lose, but it's fun to talk about because the Steelers will be like, have to sit around and pray, fingers crossed, no tie on Sunday night. Yeah. Well, they weren't going to lose last year in week one either. Well, that's, yes, I'm going to keep bringing that up, I think, every day this week. <laughs> yes. Right? They can't win there for no. whatever reason. And then the fans are going to show up as clowns. The Jacksonville fans. Well, I, got can't, that I, I can't wait to talk about that story a little <laughs> bit later on. It's so good. The um, By the way, uh, another major storyline that took place with a minute to go in the game last night. Oh, I know. So, oh. I can't even imagine how many, like, millions of dollars, thousands, whatever the number might be. It's a huge number. How, how fantasy championships flipped last night. Hell, I woke up today to several messages, and I'm a nobody in the fantasy world, right? I, I can't even imagine, like, Paul Charchin and others, right, who have done this for their living, how, how their, like, phone was blowing up during the game. I can't believe this. I lost my fantasy title game because of Harris and that touchdown run or yep. somebody who won it. Yep. I, I just It's incredible the amount of fantasy leagues that uh, probably flipped. What if that game went over? I mean, there was still a chance there. Uh, if there were shenanigans late. That's 10 nothing at halftime, and then you get 30 combined points in the second half. He's just supposed to fall down. He houses it anyways, and then uh, that was a killer for uh, in-play as well because it looked like that thing was going to be like a 13-7 to Oh, final. sure, sure. But then with the two late touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I, – I couldn't – but what's Hayden doing, too? Fourth and 19. What are you doing? I don't know. And then the – was it Sutton? That was a ridiculous call by the officials. They usually – they do it almost every year. They better swallow the whistles in, in playoff time because these guys don't know what the hell they're I hope doing. you're right. This P.I. stuff, I kn- it's so inconsistent. They're making it up as they go. I know the Cowboys are furious after what happened Sunday again because Novak was on the, Novak's crew was on the game, and they got called for 10 penalties, and they weren't happy. Mm-hmm. That P.I. on Sutton was a joke. Right, a couple of notes to get to in Week 18. Uh, always a tricky week to bet on, especially this year when you add on all the COVID, you know, the potential COVID news, which we had yesterday. But are you surprised by this? Uh, Matt LeFleur, Green Bay head coach, came out and said, we're going to play our guys. We do not want a three-week break or a layoff. Yep. Uh, so that number went from originally Green Bay minus 11 to Detroit minus 2 to now Green Bay lane 3 in that game. Well, I agree with him. That, that, but, but the big question is, it all comes down to Rodgers. Rodgers said he wants to play, but how long? How long when you keep him out there? Right. That he's hobbled. And you will definitely see inflated first-half prices this week, unlike any other week of the entire year. Good observation. Like, you could see Green right. Bay minus six for the first half. I'm throwing out a number here. It might not be that high, but you know what I'm saying. They could be a bigger favorite in the first half than they are for yep. the game. I was going to say that. I would, if I take the Packers, it would only be first half. Because who knows how long they'll play. But he's yep. right. I, would want, I don't want that rust. I don't want that, that long layoff. And our friends in Denver are well aware of that. When that great Bronco team got beat by Jacksonville. Yep. When they when they clinched the uh, the one seat so early, and this was Dak said it right after the game that he wants to play Saturday. Sure, and Jerry Jones said it immediately too, so he calls the shots. So right. you know what McCarthy said. And there's another team that also evidently they're going to play their starters. It is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and here's Bruce Arians explaining why. There's no balance, brother. You play to win, and uh, <laughs> you play to get that second seed. That's huge, and. Uh, we're, we're not resting anybody. We're playing to win. So that number again opened up last week, like 16 and a half. Buccaneers down to about eight. The second seed's huge. It's news to me. Well, they, I would, they, they I would say yes for this team because they have been incredible at home this year. They're basically, with Green Bay, the best team at home in terms of covering numbers. 
Green Bay was the best. I believe right. Tampa Bay was second. Other best. than the Saints fiasco. Right. Right. Yeah. They could also use it for chemistry and getting guys on the same page. With sure. now A B out, you don't have Godwin and uh might have to change your offense to get more tight end involvement. And for example, they did go to LA this year and it was not pretty for that yeah, team. Yeah, good point. Yep. Uh, yeah. The first hour of Follow the Money is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Check out their daily specials at betrivers.com. Up next, win some, lose some. And we do have a bowl game tonight. Just another 10 point line move. Uh, I, I'm actually surprised. And I hope we get the game. But with all of these cancellations of the bowl season, with what LSU is looking at tonight and how many players they're down to, I'm surprised the game is actually still on the board and it's going to get played. We'll explain all the details to you coming up next. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Win Some, Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow, winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Molly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some. All right, not depressing. We're done with Thursday night football, and that was the final uh, Monday night regular season game. Where does the time go? And which also, uh, who's going to be on the playoff game with the Manning cast? What's that guest list going to look like? Heavy hitters last night too. I mean, that could be, or maybe just like, nah, it's too important of a game. We're not going to, we're not going to talk to people. I don't know how they're going to handle it. Mm-hmm. But uh, in any event, the props were fantastic as always. At Bet Rivers, Johnson first touchdown of the game was seven to one. Harris last touchdown plus four fifty. Bryant anytime touchdown twelve to one. What was he last touchdown? Should have got it. But then uh, Harry breaks at third and two late. I mean, if he was 12 to 1 anytime, my God. Scoreless quarter plus 250. Nothing. Donuts in the first quarter. Steelers, 20 straight wins at home on Monday night football. Haven't lost since 1991. That's ridiculous. Oh, is it only 20 then? Yeah, they've only had, going in. They've only had 20 home games since 1991. That's stunning to me. Yeah. Pistons money line. 
They were 17-point dogs against the Bucks. They won the game. 12 to 1 on the money line. 12 to 1? Yeah. Thought it'd be higher than that. They were 17-point dogs last night. They won the game. And I forgot to mention this. That the biggest one was Saturday. Saturday, the, the Clippers were getting 13 and a half and they beat the Nets. Durant's like, well, you take the court, you never think you could lose this type of game. Because they had everybody out and they lost. They got routed last night, too, by Memphis. Yep. Uh Wolverhampton plus 450 beat Man U. 1-0. Maryland, 9.5 down to 7. Lost by 5. Alabama A&M. Eh, sure, why not? Pick them. Up to 2.5. Beat Arkansas Pine Bluff. And one more that could be a win some. Bickerstaff was 75-1 to to win Coach of the Year. He's now the favorite for the Cavs. Oh, well, they've been dealing with some injuries now, too. I got another upset for you last night. Uh, Wisconsin was like 12 and a half or 13 point dogs at Purdue. Oh, was that much? They won it outright. Oh, huge wow. dogs. Yeah. I just knew because they were ranked. I didn't mm-hmm. didn't think it was. You're kidding. No. Boy, the power rating on Purdue. My God. Win, lose, be part of the program, be part of what we do. Subscribe, get on the team, and uh, radio and podcast people as well. This one, this is one of my favorite. No hyperbole. One of my favorite dog videos ever. So Zoe gets a package. Merry Christmas to Zoe, the dog. Okay? Look at that. Okay, give me that. Grabs it, eats it, opens it up with her teeth, and it's headphones. Now, what are you you're giving a dog headphones, right? <laughs> Got two huskies with them, and you know what the huskies like to do? And then there she is, just nodding her head with the headphones on. I know what I'm doing. Might be some shenanigans involved, but let's go with it. Can't it's hear so a good. thing. Right. That is so good. The dog gets the headphones. The dog gets the headphones on, and the Huskies are going crazy. Don't mess with Grandma. Goes in, tries to feed Grandma, takes it back, and this guy's not happy. <laughs> How dare you do that to Grandma? And he attacks the guy. You do not taunt Happy no, Fun Dog. No, no, you don't. <laughs> no, don't. That's no Matambo here, right? Look at that. Doing that to Grandma. That's oh, ridiculous. he does not care for this. No. Oh, right after him. Starts punching him with his buzz. That's great. Lose some Grizzlies Nets over 226 up to 230. Fell 222. Townsend plus one went off a three-point favorite. Lost to Drexel. Couple of lose some tweets. Here we go. Uh, the Jags fans are going to dress like clowns and show up at the game on uh, on Sunday. That's the plan anyway. <laughs> what do you think of that? Mm-hmm. Well, I think <laughs> it's going to be... <laughs> Look at this. Because this is an AP report, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And they're calling for what well, the rumor or the report goes: hundreds, if not thousands, of frustrated fans are going to show up dressed as clowns because of uh, well, they don't like the ownership. Yeah. And they hate the organization right now. Yeah, I don't blame them. I mm-hmm. don't blame them. Uh, New Year's resolution: the, the the female reporter asked Belichick again. He didn't bite and give an answer. I'm doing a story on New Year's resolutions, Coach. Do you have one? Eh, maybe next week. But they asked Andy Reid about a New Year's resolution. And he said, uh, I was going to say eat less, but then I'd feel like Pinocchio. And that's, I, get, I believe that story when he interviewed for the Eagles job. They went out to dinner. I think he had three steaks. I think that's what the story was. A couple of bad beats. Uh, thanks to the viewer who sent this in. Notre Dame was 79-0 and since 2004 when they led by 21-plus points. And, of course, they blow it against Oklahoma State. But Sam Houston State opened eight and got up to eight and a half. They led by 24 with 245 left. They won by eight. I mean, you say, how does that happen? The game log's incredible. Steel, 
dunk, steal, layup, miss free throw, dunk, steal, three-pointer, one made free throw, layup, turnover, steal, three-pointer, miss free throw, basket, and then after they made one free throw, of course, the layup at the buzzer Well, to I'm, put it on eight. I'm guessing video of the ending of this game has to exist somewhere. Maybe it'll be on YouTube later on today or this week. I think Stanford Steve ran it down. I'm sure that he'll have That's it. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. How bad is that? Win some, lose some, presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown book. Claim your 100% first deposit match bonus now with code 250MATCH. Learn more at BetRivers.com. Okay, so we do have a bowl game on the board as of right now for tonight. It opened up LSU minus three. They're now a seven-point dog. This is uh, what we're up against here tonight. Uh, with LSU. Let me let me read you a little bit of this from Brody Miller in The Athletic. Life in 2022 is preparing oneself for the reality of an LSU bowl game with walk-on quarterbacks and wildcat offenses and fourth-string quarterbacks. It's accepting an already bizarre 6-6 six and six season is only getting weirder with just four 2021 staff members on the trip to coach the Tigers in Tuesday's bowl game. It's realizing LSU might have so few scholarship players available that the game would have been canceled if we were using 2020 COVID rules. And then it's it's just unbelievable how he runs this down. Brody, the story. The Tigers have 39 available scholarship players tonight by their count. The secondary is down to one real starter, no scholarship quarterbacks. It's two best defensive players already opted out. And it yep. looks like K-State, right? Well, K-State's going to have their quarterback back. Yeah. LSU might actually just run Wildcat. That, that could, or, be, the, it could the, be the play. With a guy who hasn't played. Have you met Joe the Bookie from Baton Rouge? Good guy. Gave us an LSU head. Joe's a nice guy. So. Uh, stayed here once and left, I think, 20000 in the uh, safe. And they're like, he go, oh, no, I forgot my money. They're like, Joe, what's wrong? We have the money for Joe. They have a great staff here. But uh, I met Joe after the show, and he's like, he's an LSU fan. He goes, number one, I don't know how they're going to play the game. They don't have enough guys. All these, I don't know who's going to play quarterback, the old line coach. That's another thing. Nice job, Herb Street. Your your stupid ran over the weekend. You ever gonna you gonna mention about these coaches? This is the second time now Ogeron has said, nah, I'm not gonna coach. And after what Brian Kelly did, you know, there was still in, there's still a chance Notre Dame could have made the playoff. Kelly's like, Well, I'm out of here. But mm-hmm. they want to rip the kids and they don't love the game anymore. Sure. But the O line coach is gonna be the interim for this game. It's a huge move. LSU opened three and now you're seeing sevens right. on Kansas State. I don't know what the and this will just be fitting because this this sport is broken. That hours before the game, they cancel it. And I wouldn't be so, I'm shocked they're playing this game. Uh, so am I. I'm actually stunned that it hasn't been canceled already. But again, a 10-point line move. And if we do get it tonight, again, here's the quarterback situation. Max Johnson transferred to Texas A&M back yeah. in December. Yeah. Miles Brennan returned, but he's not playing in the bowl game. Uh, the Tigers hope to give a waiver allowing freshman Garrett Nussmeyer to play and keep the red shirt. NCAA said, no, that can't happen. So he's not available tonight. <laughs> So what you said could be true where they could just go out there and they have so many limitations with guys that are unavailable to be, I guess the only plan of attack tonight is go Wildcat the entire game. And that's it. 39 scholarship players tonight. That's all the uh, LSU Tigers are looking at right now. Yeah, could be. Offensive line like you talked about. (laughs) It's okay with the starting spots. Um, But after Marlon Martinez is the backup in four of five spots, not many are available behind him. So think about that. There's one backup offensive lineman for four out of the five spots tonight. And after that, they don't know what. So imagine if LSU has a couple of injuries tonight as right. well, and they're right. going to be like, I, we, can't, we, we have yeah. nobody else. Yeah, perfect storm. Yeah, they and don't have anybody. We're going to have a running right. back out there and play left tackle? Yep. 
Thompson gets back for K-State, and uh, Kleiman's a good coach and with a ton of time to prepare. And who knows what, in, in LSU's just throwing a guy in there until they uh, get to next season. Jesus. Well, I will say this. If the game is played, for those of you who got on this early and bet K-State K and happen to have a good number, hell, if it's not even plus three, if you got pick or minus two and a half, minus three along the way, whatever it was, uh, you're looking very good tonight. You got to feel pretty good about that bet in pocket. Nothing's guaranteed, obviously. There's no such thing as a lock. But if LSU can barely field the team, put it this way: I would really feel good about having it, and I don't. I, I know I do not have a bet on K State in this game. I don't have a single bet on the game anyway. But I actually find this game gonna have to watch it to see what happens. See what they do. Yeah. See how they see how they run this. Yes. It reeks a little bit of the Rutgers game. It's like, how's Rutgers gonna compete? Right? Like, okay, you want to be a replacement? I know your season was over. You want to go play a bowl game on short notice? You weren't even practicing? They hung in there for a quarter? Uh, The first hour, again, of Follow the Money, brought to you exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. You must be 21 years old to play. uh, Playable in New Jersey's Play Sugar House. And go check out everywhere you can bet on Bet Rivers at the website, again, BetRivers.com. Um, National Football League coming up next. The numbers under Matt LaFleur at Lambeau Field are staggering. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. They've launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philly, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. All right, so the one thing we definitely know going into Week 18 is that the Green Bay Packers have home field advantage in the NFC. Last year, it didn't work out. They lost the game to Tampa Bay somehow, some way. Brady had three INTs. LaFleur kicked the field goal at the end of the game, and uh, the Buccaneers went on, uh, and Brady won another Super Bowl. Rodgers has been to one. <laughs> so we've had 30 years now, yeah. and I've warned people about this for a long time. 30 years of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, they've won two Super Bowls. You, you're telling me that Yankees fans would be okay with that? If they had a 30-year yeah. run of you know, just the absolute best roster or the best players or play, you know, whatever? They'd be okay with two World Series championships in 30 years? Get the hell out of here. There's no chance they would be. Yep, yeah, yeah. and you saw it during the Sunday night game. This used to be, I mean, it was a long time ago, but they were automatic in home playoff games. And a lot of that was, you know, Lombardi uh, when, when it was 13-0. and 0. But you, you've seen it. The last 13 home playoff games, the Packers are 7-6 and six straight up. There's losses to Eli Manning. There's losses to Kaepernick. You mentioned what happened last year. Uh, it hasn't worked out when they've been the, the one seed. So uh, things have changed here. Seven the, and six last yep. third. I mean, that's crazy. Now there's only, well, it was the NFC championship game last year. So that's mm-hmm. the only one for Lafleur so far. But the defense always gets exposed in the playoffs. And I think that's going to happen again this year. But um, some of the numbers under Lafleur and this year alone, at Lambeau, their scoring margin is 245 to 134. That's 30.6 points per game on offense compared to 16.8 allowed on defense. So they are blowing teams out. They only lost one game all year long. ATS, they were undefeated at home straight mm-hmm. up. Uh, and if you go back the last three years at Lambeau Field, since 2019 when Matt LaFleur took over as the head coach, this team straight up is 19-8 and eight ATS. 
The next closest team at home is Miami, 15 and 9. The Rams are 12, 9 and 1. They're they're hitting ATS at 70.4%. The closest team is 62. And nobody's even close, really. Straight up, since 2019, the team is 24 and 3 at Lambeau. 89% winning percentage. The Chiefs with Mahomes and Reed are 22 and 7. So they are, I think you can say the words by far the best team at home in the NFL under Matt LaFleur. Uh, this is from Field Yates, ESPN. The Packers are now 39-9 with LaFleur as their head coach. As LaFleur has more wins than any head coach in his first three seasons in NFL history, he added, and for the, but he has Aaron Rodgers crowd. The Packers were 24-23-1 in Rodgers' last 48 starts prior to LaFleur's arrival. It was management, yeah. and it was um, Big Mike McCarthy. Uh huh. Oh, no doubt. Yes, but you got to close. You got to get it done here. You do. And I know Mike was awful, but that's how good would that be? That's who they might play. There's a good chance they they draw the Cowboys off the bye in their first play, and then in their first playoff game. Uh huh. And I don't know where you're at with Dallas, but uh, there's a lot of pressure on Lafleur. You go back to back one seeds. You better get to the Super Bowl at least one of them. You you need to make one. Yeah. Oh you, yeah. You, you have to here. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but Rodgers only being in one, I don't think it's real. I mean, he, he, people are going to blame him. They don't like the guy at this point. Rodgers is, you know, top three, top five quarterback of all time. Again, like I said earlier, the, the defense gets exposed every single year in the playoffs, and they've had other misgivings. But Well, they have holes. Oh, oh yeah. they have a lot of holes. The special teams, Crosby, the defense, yes. Yep. Kick coverage, right. How about this? Did you realize that Matt LaFleur, in the regular season, they are undefeated after Thanksgiving? Wow. Look at this graphic. You're kidding. Five in a row in 2019. Six straight last year. And they've won four consecutive games so far this year. I had a a very sharp better reach out to me yesterday and say, the reason why he thinks LaFleur wants to play his players, one of the reasons why, is because he doesn't want to get exposed in a second game without Aaron Rodgers. And he wants to win coach of the year. Because it did not look pretty the first time they were without Rodgers this year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it was Jordan okay. Love. Okay. So, yeah. and his point okay. was, and to tie it in, his point was, Rodgers should be, this is not me talking, this is this guy who's very good at sports betting. He said Rodgers should be a bigger favorite right now to win the MVP than Otani was. He said, if you take this guy off the Packers or the Texans. And we've seen it before when Rodgers has missed games. They are absolutely mm-hmm. abysmal. Could be. Yes. The other thing, uh, shift, as you brought it up, in the coach of the year. Zach Taylor, the favorite in some spots. Vrabel had a big jump, and LaFleur kind of came back. Uh, T.J. Watt is minus $4 to win defensive player of the year, risking 400 to win 100 for our uh, new fr- friends out there and listeners. But that's, you know, I've seen this movie before. I live and breathe. Green Bay at home, one seat, all this. Now, certainly I would like them if it's Tampa, as they're bang. I never want you never want to go against Brady. Just look at what happened last year. But all the injuries and things Tampa's dealing with, if they draw them or if they get the Rams, they already hammered the Rams. I would like them against the Rams a lot. Um, I mean, Stafford, come on. I mean, it's every week with the stupid interceptions. Yeah. But this is going to be a tough game. And I, uh, you might dismiss McCarthy. Dallas would be dangerous. Oh, That'd be a uh, hell of a game. A thousand percent Dallas would be oh, dangerous. Oh, it'd be so juicy. So juicy. Can you McCarthy imagine the ratings for that back? game? Oh, God. That'd be awesome. It'd be one of the all-timers. So here yeah. is Aaron Rodgers talking about home field advantage in the playoffs every team is different i think 
last year, you know, we didn't get that good Green Bay weather. Uh, tonight was one of those nights. We haven't had a game like this in, in a while, temperature-wise, but um, it's just different. You know, it is different. The, the whole feel of it, I feel like, you know, teams can break a little bit easier uh, when it is this cold because there's a, an excuse, the weather. And uh, we're out there, we're cold as well. But when you're, when you're rolling on offense, um, you kind of get that extra little jolt because you know the defense is – on their heels a little bit and and also they're probably a little bit more cold than you are so we're happy with the one seed uh you know we were a lot of us were checking out the game before uh, the cardinal cowboy game before we went out to pregame warm-up so saw kyler run around the edge and ice it and uh, knew we just had to get a win and, and we'd be uh, we'd be the one seed that's a good point about the weather i mean you if you're talking five degrees that's a good. That's a valid point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and certainly, if you're taking on the Rams, and they're coming, they're coming to town. Or I mean, they're not used to that. Agreed. They're used to it, and yeah. they, that, that certainly is right. That didn't work out last year with the weather. Brady got used to it for 20 years in New England. Uh-huh. Oh, he'll be fine. I don't worry about Brady. No, no, not at all. Say, yes, Stafford. These also, Rams. you know, for the for the people that think, I don't know if anybody out there actually does still think that Rodgers will go somewhere else next year. Uh, this is incredible. Uh, a tweet from Doug Clawson, who works at ESPN. He went back and looked the last two years. How is this possible? <laughs> In divisional matchups last two years. So against the Vikings, the Lions, and the Bears, he has 36 touchdowns and no INTs. Rodgers also, look at that. Huh. What? Uh, he would want to leave yeah. the NFC North? Yeah. And then if you go back in a two-year span... Look at this, 83 touchdowns, 9 INTs. So most touchdowns in a two-year span all time on this list. Rodgers is on the list twice, so is Manning. But look at the number of INTs by all the other quarterbacks. He has nine the last two years. Manning had 25 and 21. Brees had 33 and 31 in two years. Brady had 24. Yeah. That, that's nuts. He yeah. never turns the ball over. No. His prop, we talked this talked about this all August. His prop at Bet Rivers was eight and a half interceptions. Yeah. I go, this guy's going to throw nine picks. And he threw what? I think he threw, yeah, he threw two against the Saints to start. Yep. And to the rest of the year. Did you realize the Packers are the first team in history to win three straight seasons of 13 games or more? Or it might be 13 consecutive. Well, the wording here it says Packers are the first team in history with three straight 13 win seasons. So maybe it's exactly 13 wins, but they have one more to play. Yeah. Okay. Um, he's also the, he has 18 touchdown passes, no INTs last six games. First player in history with 18 plus touchdowns and no INTs in a span of six games. And he also has the highest TD percentage and lowest INT percentage in the NFL this year. The four others on a list to do in a season since 1970, all won the MVP. He's going to do it for the second straight year. Everything you just said though, and about how bad the division is and how he's owned them. You go one and done. You can't get back to the Super Bowl. It's perfect timing to say, okay, that's huh? it, come on. It would say, all right, I'll go somewhere. I don't know what the relation if the relationship's improved with the GM. He says it has, but it'd be perfect time to say, I'm going to go somewhere else, help have a say in player personnel, and let's. I mean, I just. I'm, I'm, Vsin has a great new offer to help you make this your best betting year ever. Our all new big game, big dance special provides Vsin plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only 69 bucks. Sign up now. 
and get our daily best bet emails, 24-7 video access, the upcoming big game and college hoops betting guides, plus full access to vcin.com with our exclusive betting splits breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of the best deals of the year. Visit vcin.com slash big deal to sign up today. That's vcin.com slash big deal. Matt Eumann's on the program coming up next. He likes a dog with their playoff lives on the line this week in the NFL. Find out which team it is coming up next. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Let's get some best bets now in uh, the college football, NFL, and maybe college basketball worlds with uh, Matt Humans, who is the host of The Edge weekdays at 4 Eastern right here on VSIN, also the senior editor at vsin.com. Matt, good morning. How are you? Hey, doing well. It's been a pretty good bowl season, and uh, we got two games left in the college football season. What do you think tonight? I know that you grabbed K-State minus three and a half. I'd, I would love to have that number in pocket right now. Do you think this game even gets played? I hope it gets played. I've got three bets on K-State <laughs> yeah. uh, tonight, and pretty good numbers. And I was thinking if if I catch a seven and a half today, I might hedge a little bit on LSU. But the the reports out of LSU camp are pretty negative. Uh, they're, they're practicing with a skeleton crew. They might start a wide receiver at quarterback. Uh-huh. And on the on the K State side, you've got running back Deuce Vaughn, quarterback Skylar Thompson, who are both health, healthy. You've got no opt outs. Like that K State running game is going to be too much for a depleted LSU team. So I still like K State quite a bit in the game and. Uh, who knows, man? We had the Hawaii Bowl canceled the day before the Holiday Bowl. I was down in San Diego last week. It canceled four hours before kickoff. Hopefully this game gets played tonight in Texas. Right. All good points. I wouldn't be surprised if the same thing happens. Uh, is this a snap call for you? You did it in the SEC title game. You're going to take the points with Saban again? Yeah. I, I, you know, I did it the first time, and I'll do it again. And again, you're getting a much better coach, much better quarterback, 
in the underdog role, and I'm going to play that almost every time. You know, I don't like to bet against Nick Saban anyway. Now, the first time around, I think Alabama caught Georgia a little bit by surprise, and that's not going to happen this time. So I, I can understand why some people are making a case from Georgia. Um, the first time around, Bryce Young threw for 421 yards. I think Alabama threw the ball 44 times and uh, ran the ball 25, which is the right game plan against Georgia because that team's that defense is so solid against the run, you have to put the ball in the air. I didn't think the Georgia defense had been tested through the air, and that was one reason I liked Alabama in the first meeting is that Bama can stretch the defense vertically unlike uh, any other opponent previous on uh, Georgia's schedule. And I think we're going to see that again. Uh, you know, at the same time, I do think uh, Georgia's going to be much better prepared this time. But I took Bama plus three. I talked to Chris Andrews at South Point yesterday. He's kind of on the same page with me. He thought that the line should have been less than three. You know, I thought it should have been one and a half, two, two and a half, something like that. But, hey, man, once again, you give me Saban and the better quarterback, I'll take the dog. Matt, how do you normally approach the the final week of the regular season in the NFL, and is that going to change this year just because it's always tricky? You don't know who really is going to play early in the week, and then you have COVID on top of it as well. Uh, and then beyond that, on Sunday night, the one you know one of the true games that we have this week to really handicap, tell us why you like the Raiders plus the three. Yeah, the first question about COVID is so true because yesterday morning I was looking at the Eagles, and then uh, you had the COVID reports out of Eagles camp, and the Cowboys line ran from two and a half to seven. So you just got to be careful this week. Obviously, this is more of an information type of week when you're handicapping uh, these games. And um, there are a few exceptions. One's going to be the Sunday night game here in Vegas. It's going to be great, man, having the Chargers and Raiders in an all-in game. Uh, winner goes uh, winner goes to the playoffs. The loser goes home. The Chargers won the first time 28-14. And, um, you know, I – I always like teams in division revenge uh, type of situations. Now, I'm not going to sit here and make a real strong case for the Raiders because, um, you know, they've won three in a row, but they haven't been really convincing wins. Actually, Darren Waller has been out for five games since Thanksgiving, and the offense has really, um, really faltered since uh, Waller went down in that 36-point uh, performance at Dallas. Since then, the Raiders' offense has averaged 16 points per game. That's pretty bad. But they managed to win the last three. Uh, ugly, but effective. But the key for me here is Darren Waller's on track to return this week. So that, that's kind of what pushed me over the edge. Um, you know, and I also thought three was the best number you're going to get on the dog. So I could take three with the Raiders. Later in the week, if I decided I don't like it, who knows, I could get off the game, maybe lay the Chargers at a cheap money line price and just play it that way. But I thought uh, this is another game where I thought the line should be something less than three. Let's follow the money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Matt Humans, our guest. I know you had Wisconsin last night plus the points. Did you have a chunk of money line? Did you see that happening? <laughs> you know what? That's one of those games like that VSIN T-shirt. Let's just say, don't be an idiot. Bet more on it. Right. And uh, I, I was I was a little bit hesitant yesterday. Uh, because the Badgers got blown out at Ohio State, and they have been playing great basketball recently. Uh, but I did take I did take twelve and a half with Wisconsin, and I did play a little bit on plus five fifty on the money line, but not nearly enough. And I, I could even, even tell, like early in the first half, that Purdue just didn't bring it. Purdue, since reaching number one a month ago, has not played at a very high level, and I think uh, reaching number one has kind of cause that team to lose its focus. Matt Painter's done a really poor job managing his roster. He can't find the right rotations. He's kind of, kind of playing the wrong guys. And uh, all that showed up 
uh, last night. And I, Johnny Davis was a monster. Now, Purdue's got two losses. Ron Harper Jr. and Johnny Davis were huge in both of those games. That's one thing about college basketball. When one guy goes off like that, anything can happen. And uh, I was really impressed by the way Wisconsin played as a whole. Last night. I mean, Johnny Davis plays like that um, consistently. The Badger's going to be tough to beat. Oh, but he, uh, He's awesome. He, he was great last night. Yeah. But I, I thought that was a really impressive performance by Wisconsin. I'm looking at a couple Big Ten uh, dogs today. Uh, Minnesota getting seven against uh, Illinois. The Illini have not played since December 22nd. They had uh, reportedly 10 guys uh, quarantined because of COVID. I saw Brad Underwood talking yesterday about a couple of the players might be wearing masks in the game tonight. I'm, I'm not even sure uh, what the Illini situation is going into this game tonight. It looks like they're on kind of shaky ground. Minnesota is a 10-1 and team. That's a seven-point home dog. But the one loss was an eight-point decision at home to Michigan State. That was three days before the Gophers won by 10 at Michigan. That was a pretty impressive win. Jamison Battle was big in that game. I think the Gophers are going to be live dogs in this one. I took seven uh, with Minnesota. I'm thinking about playing Rutgers against Michigan, but I'm sure four four points is enough to get me there. But I do like Minnesota plus seven. Huge matchup tonight, SEC as well. Uh, Kentucky has been playing really good basketball. Uh, they're taking on LSU. I watched a little bit of that LSU game against Auburn, and LSU, they got blown out. Who do you like in this game tonight? I like LSU, not quite as much as I like Minnesota, but I'm playing LSU minus one here. And I think uh, the key for me in this one is Kentucky's playing only its second true road game of the season. The first true road game was a loss at Notre Dame about a month ago. Now the Wildcats are hot. They're playing much better uh, than they were a few weeks ago. They got four straight wins by a combined 135 points. Kellen Grady transfer from Davidson has been uh, outstanding. This is what I expected from him this season. He's got 23, shooting 65% from three over the last four games. Oscar Tshwiki has been a monster on the boards, and uh, Kentucky is playing really well. But I like this LSU team, too. 12-1, and one, Darius Days is one of the best uh, players in the SEC, a 6'7 six, uh, senior who plays inside and out. And I think that LSU might have been looking ahead a little bit in that loss to uh, Auburn. Uh, but this is going to be uh, one of those games tonight. We're going to find out exactly how good LSU is, but I think it's a little bit telling that LSU is a one-point home favorite. So I lean that way a little bit. That's a smaller play for me on the Tigers. Uh, Matt, like two minutes left here. Go ahead, Paul. Yeah, uh, the return of Indy Jeff Seeley tomorrow. Uh, good golf uh, field coming up in Maui. Uh, any golf selections, please? Yeah, Indy Jeff, I've uh, waited for him to be back on the show here for a while. It's great to have golf season back. Uh, really no secrets as far as uh, the Tournament of Champions at Kapalua and Maui. I played this course last year in April. It's an awesome course. Oh. Got to watch this event this week on the Golf Channel. Uh, really, the two guys who profile the best, and you're not, you're not getting great odds on these guys, but I played Justin Thomas at 9-1. JT uh, last year was 24 under, one stroke off the uh, – off the win. He's won two of the past five tournaments here. Xander Shopley also played a 12 to one. He won two years ago. Shopley's got an incredible stats profile at this course as well. So uh, I'm not looking at any long shots here, just playing two guys from the group of favorites. You know, Colin Morikawa profiles really well on this course, but JT and uh, Xander are going to be the two guys I play this week. Very cool. And you usually do pretty well with the uh, Hawaii swing, correct? You are correct. I've had a bunch of winners in Hawaii the last uh, five years or so, so hopefully that trend continues, Mitch. By the way, uh, great job by you. You've uh, you've been on a tear on point spread weekly on your NFL plays. Oh, what was that this week, three and two? 
yeah, I, I think, think I was three and two, but I warmed up some. together some. Yeah, you had a couple four and ones in there. I, I, you've been actually the hottest handicapper in there. I think the past four or five weeks. All right, you can follow Matt on Twitter. He's at Matt Humans twenty four seven. Thanks, pal. Good luck this week. You bet. Thanks. Thank there you. you. And his show again is called The Edge weekdays at four Eastern, right here on Veasan. The first hour of this program, follow the money, is presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. Log in each Tuesday and get a twenty percent profit boost on college and NFL football. Must be twenty one plus. Offer is not valid in all areas. Check BetRivers.com for full offer details and rules. Those point spread weekly picks are due by uh, Tuesday, every single Tuesday by like 11 a.m. Tough assignment. So, uh, thankfully, I was able to uh, have a pretty good season this year betting and getting numbers early uh, in point spread weekly. Up next here on Follow the Money, the AFC playoff picture. Paulie mentioned this earlier. We'll bring it back. Because I, I, there's a chance I'll never say this ever again. Jacksonville Jaguar football might be must-watch television this weekend. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.